Welcome to Direct to Audio Movie Discussions Podcast. My name is Spencer, and it's officially spooky season on the pod and in our souls. We have Bree back on the pod, but she's by herself this time. Hello, Bree. Hello. Thanks for having me. I am so glad you are on the podcast. Finally, I mean, you were before, but it was, I mean, it's always Max and I doing our shtick. So I, I like that you're here as a self-guest. You get your own time to shine. and. Yeah. Shine you will because you picked one of the movies that I grew up watching and I love. And I feel like every 90s and even 2000s kid has seen this at least once. What movie did you pick for Spooky Season, Brie? I picked Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, I... which I believe is a made-for-TV movie. It is a direct-to-video right? movie. Direct-to-video, yes. Yeah. So, okay, so for those of you who wonder what the name of the podcast is riffing off of, direct-to-audio, it is a rip on direct-to-video movies. I just put the word audio in the video spot. <laughs> I've had three people ask me before who are guests on the pod, and one of them was Max. <laughs> it makes sense. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island is a 1998 direct-to-video Scooby-Doo film. Uh, this one is... I will say, leans more into horror thriller than the original Scooby-Doo show oh, did. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I really like this one because it, like, legitimately has some scary moments in it. Yes. It was, like, this and the, what was the, the Scooby-Doo, the one with the witches? I feel like these were very big turning points. <laughs> Is that the one with Tim Curry in it or no? Maybe. It has the Hex Girls. Yeah, that's Tim Curry's in there. Yeah. We're the like, hex girls and we're gonna put a spell on you. Which is a jam. I okay. mean, I used to play hex girls with my cousins. It was so influential. One thing that Scooby-Doo in the 90s did right is it released some jams because although hex girls is a jam, this movie has the ultimate jam horror pop song oh, yeah. probably of all time. Terror Time by Sky Cycle which we'll so get good. into it's the best and i love that this movie lets it breathe and you get the whole song in that classic kind of scooby-doo trope where they're like running away from the monster and they show you how they're like hiding yep, so so good my question for you though before we get into this uh because we did kind of say like i i had you listen to the b movie episode because i was like that's kind of how these go and one we both <laughs> know olivia um and you made a comment that was like you guys talked 80 minutes about B-Movie. I'm not sure if we can do that here. And I kind of agree because yeah. B-Movie has like a lot of like subtext. And this movie's like, Scooby-Doo's a dog who's not sure he's a dog who hates cats and there's zombies. So Yeah, and I feel a big part too is B-Movie was so action-packed with like these big names for voices, which you don't necessarily get that here. You get familiar names, but it's nobody that, you know... Yeah, I, the boat. I do want to say, yeah, there's no real big names except for one. Um, mm -hmm. But this is like literally an all-star cast of 90s and early 2000s voice acting characters. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to read off some of these and you might not know who they are, listener, but I'll give you some names. I mean, first off, you have Fred Welker coming back as Fred Jones. Uh, Freddy. Uh, he played Fred in the original Scooby-Doo. He basically does every animal noise for any movie you've ever heard. I mean, I, I can't even think of like examples wise, but he literally just does all any voice that you hear in cartoons or any like weird sound effect. They call Fred Welker in for. I definitely know the name. Yeah. Yeah. 
Then you have Tara Strong. She is playing uh, Lena, and she is literally in Rugrats, Powerpuff Girls, Fairly Odd Parents, and she's literally the main character. She's Timmy Turner. She's Tommy Pickles. Okay. Yeah, she's in Teen Titans, Batman. She's in a bunch of video games. She is, yeah, crazy. Oh, my gosh. She is in the new Loki series, and she plays uh, the talking uh, clock. She's, uh, I can't remember the name of the character, but she's in that. Then you have Mark Hamill as Snakebike Scruggs. I shouldn't have to tell you who Mark Hamill is. Uh, he's like the big name. You then have Billy West as Shaggy for the first time. Uh, and he is everything from uh, Bugs Bunny, Popeye, um, Woody the Woodpecker. Uh, he is okay. Philip J. Fry, Professor Farnsworth from Futurama, Doug. He's all over the place. Then... You get Adrian Barbeau, who is like horror queen icon. Uh, and then to top it all off, you get Jim Cummings, a.k.a. Oh, yeah. the voice of everyone's childhood from Pooh, Tigger, this movie. He plays Ray in uh, Prince and the Frog, where he does a much better New Orleans accent than what he yes. does in here. Um, <laughs> this one you could tell it was a quick call in. This is, this is literally 10 years before and you could tell he was like i'm gonna get that sharpened up because i like, can hear he does like my favorite line which is him going not even a fool will come looking up in here and then you get him like in prison of the fogger he's like mama your lights out and he actually has like a new orleans accent um <laughs> but yeah he, i just hear ticker in this yep. one in particular yeah or if you watch like a goofy movie or anything like that he's pete like so yes. he has a very distinct voice but yeah, like so there's not big names, but there are big voice actors in this. And I like that because this movie for being direct to video, it was a big project. They kind of canned Scooby-Doo for a while. Like it was kind of dead in the water for right. a long time. Because I'm trying to think, I mean, would the earliest or the closest thing be Pup Named Scooby-Doo came out and that must have been like the 80s, right? Yeah. I think that was the last thing that they were doing. Um, and then they kind of just scrapped it. And the only reason why it came back was because Cartoon Network started to air reruns. Okay. And fans started to like, the ratings went up and, uh, they were basically like, Hey, we need a movie. And that's where we got all the direct to video movies. Uh, there's that one. There's the alien invaders. There's, um, the cyber, cyber, cyber chase. chase. Yeah. yeah. When did they do the live action? That, that was, was 2002. Later. Okay, so like four years later. Yeah, I mean, that's because, again, Scooby-Doo just hit, like, the big time. I know for me, like, I grew up watching Scooby-Doo. My mom loved Scooby-Doo when she was a kid, and so we would race home from school every day to watch it on WB20. We didn't have Mm -hmm. cable. My mom would uh, have us sit in front of it, put it on. We would buy all the tapes and rewatch all the episodes. So, like, I have a huge soft spot for Scooby-Doo. Were you a Scooby-Doo fan, Grant, or were you just, like, a fan of the movie, or kind of where does your fandom lie? Yeah, I was a fan because I remember I was in second grade and it was the that Christmas. And I remember mentioning to my mom that I liked Scooby-Doo. Not even that I was in love with Scooby-Doo, but everything I got for Christmas, Scooby. I got like blankets, I got an alarm clock, slippers, toys, just everything. And I was like, okay, we're going into this. Like, I love Scooby-Doo. And, uh, yeah, I watched it a lot. I remember um, specifically a pup named Scooby-Doo was always on after school. So I, I watched quite a bit of that. But the movies is is what I loved. I think what's nice about this one is it has 
it does something different than the cartoons in the 60s and even some of the other ones it kind of freshens up the scooby and mystery gang you get rid of the bell bottoms the 60s clothing and they all kind of look just kind of modernized and it gives it i say this word a lot in the podcast but it gives it a kind of timelessness which is what you need in film but especially in the animation product it doesn't look like the hanna-barbera cartoons where it's really cheap animation uh i mean they would literally Mm -hmm. like i love how animation looks where you can like they just would have like hands and faces and they would just like cut them over and put them on top of their shirt so they wouldn't have to animate the whole body. Right. Uh, and the backgrounds are the same where they're looped. Like this actually looks really good. There are some spots yeah. that kind of look generic, but the hand drawing holds up really well. It's done by, and we talked about this before, Mook Animation, who is a Japanese animation company. So they kind of, uh, I guess, gave it a bigger budget than just the kind of generic Hanna-Barbera stuff. So that was nice. Right. And that was one of my notes was, yeah, I, I have no idea what year this takes place. Mm-hmm. It could be any time. And that's probably why it's aged so well, too. I think they still, they, I would assume they still play it. And then the one thing, and I can't remember, I, I mean, I just watched it yesterday, but the one thing I always remember about Scooby-Doo was their eyes were never filled in white. I think, I think in this that they are, but Velma's aren't, I remember, because hers are always just blue from she her glasses. glasses yep. Yeah, that was alone and upgrade <laughs> yeah i mean that's also two things i love watching and you can watch the old scooby-doo episodes you can see like shaggy's eyes just like dots <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> do you know why casey Kasem, the original shaggy did not come back to reprise his role in this movie i i feel like max and i have brought this up because we watched this one day and we had dissected it like four years ago and i remember him mentioning it but i I don't remember why. They wanted Casey to come back because his voice is iconic. And he wanted mm-hmm. to turn Shaggy vegan like himself. And they were like, uh, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that can't work. Right. They're like, how is that going to work? Like his whole motive He's is He's too food. hungry. <laughs> yeah. In this movie, I will just say right now, Shaggy and Scooby are always hungry. And Fred, Daphne, and Velma are always horny. It is like literally <laughs> nonstop. It's like, hey, Fred, talk about how Lena's hot. Hey, Scoob and Shaggy, talk about how you need peppers. Like, it's just the whole time. It is spicy. Muy caliente. Ooh, we're talking, we're going to go into a dual language here. But yes, it is. (laughs) This movie is substantially darker, I will say. And have you seen the sequel, Return to Zombie Island, that came out a couple years back? No, so I didn't, until I was really researching for this podcast, I didn't even know it existed. Let me tell I everybody. watch the trailer. <laughs> let, me t- let me tell everybody real quick, don't watch it. Yeah. Now, Matthew Lillard is there, and I love him, but it is one of the biggest letdowns I've ever seen. It's just not even remotely close to this. No. It's a sequel where they return to Zombie Island, but it makes no sense, and it doesn't have the legacy. It's just... And they Um, fix it at the end. It was a clean ending. Yeah, it's very just like cut dry. We're done. I love this movie. I could watch this over and over again. It's breezy too. It was like a little over an hour. Mm Mm-hmm. Short attention spans for kids. Yes. And the thing is, is when I look at animated movies, like it's hard to like critically analyze them because it's like they're made for kids. And so you Mm -hmm. have to kind of like take that with it. But what I can say about this movie is it has something for everybody. It doesn't try to like be too goofy and kitty like I think a lot of like things in the 90s, 2000s kind of did. 
this kind of just plays itself straight like a horror movie. It still has the tropes of the Scooby-Doo show, but it does kind of mock them a little bit. <laughs> and it really holds up to kind of just like a a thriller standing, not like a cartoon. It kind of tries to strip itself away from like the cartoony aspect, which I think my favorite animated stuff is like the Batman animated series. And yeah. It does that very well as well. And I think that's what Warner Brothers really did good in the 90s. And that's obviously, again, this is Warner Brothers. So I think mm-hmm. it, it just, translates. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I think it's an easy watch for everybody. I will say it has 84.5% average based on the reviews I look at. So it's like, it's Ooh. really good. Uh, I will say it does not have a Metacritic rating. It only has one review. Uh, and I'm going to say right now, listener, you need to skip ahead like 15, 20 seconds if you've never seen this movie before because I'm going to spoil it because this review makes me laugh so hard. Uh, it's just one guy who is complaining. So at this point, skip ahead 15 to 30 seconds. Now, he gave it a three and said, the plot is average, but did not like why the pirates killed those people who worship the cat. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> that was I guess it. maybe this is deeper than we thought. I mean, maybe there's, you know, we can get into that later. Just that one run on sentence. Yeah. Uh, was, he, br- he makes good points though. <laughs> he makes good point. Good uh, point. Good yeah. point made. Yes, so I thought that was hilarious. That's the only Metacritic review. But yeah, 84.5%. That's really good. Um, That is good. And yeah, we're going to jump on into this. So we start off with your kind of classic Scooby-Doo trope where they're running around a spooky mansion from what looks like the man-child from the Hulk and the creature from the Black Lagoon. He's also like 7'5". Right. It doesn't make any sense to me, but then... We, we hear him run around the castle. Uh, we get Shaggy yelling the classic line, Scooby-Doo, where are you? And then we get what I think is the best theme song of TV history. But do you know who performs the theme song here? I do, because I thought it was somebody else, but it turns out it was better. <laughs> yeah. So who did you think it was and who is it? For some reason, I thought it was the band Lit. As in my own worst enemy, yep. which may or may not make sense, but it's Third Eye Blind. Yeah, they shelled out some money for that. Okay, but what makes me laugh is then they have two other songs in the movie where they have like some no-name band record the song. They have Sky Cycle do uh, the ghost is here and they're always a fake, and then the right. I but okay, they rock out on Terror Time. Um, but it's like, why would you have Third Eye Blind just like? do the other two songs that's what i think they spent their whole budget on third eye blind they're like we really need a modern relevant band to do this and they're like shoot there goes the budget but then like they cut it short so i think they didn't have enough budget they kind of just like drop it like a bad (laughs) habit uh but who doesn't drop anything is fred who him daphne and velma like fall off a cliff and fred without even flinching grabs both of them hanging off a cliff and just like holds them up so fred's jacked as hell working those muscles which kind of brings me to a quick question i don't know how old they are because they were always supposed to be teenagers Teenagers, right but now they clearly have jobs and you know because she goes on or daphne's like this journalist yeah but i'm a i'm a little hazy on 
how old they are. I don't think they ever explain that. So, I yeah, they are teenagers in the original show, and they're supposed to be, like, in high school, which is weird because it's like, why don't you just go to school? Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think my guess would be, like, they're probably, like, fresh out of high school in their, like, probably early 20s. Um, yeah. they all still probably look similar. What My favorite part about this is that the monster comes to, like, attack, and Fred, no hesitation, just drops Velma. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and like Velma. yeah, poor Belma. Uh, but she then grabs onto Daphne's leg, which again, still hella strong, Fred, because then he turns and holds on to both of them with one arm. And then Scooby comes back. They save the monster with their goofy way. And we find out that it's Mister Beeman, the real estate agent. And then he says the <laughs> classic line, "You know, I would have got away with it one for you, meddling kids." And then we cut to Daphne telling the story on TV. But the person she's telling the story to is acting like she just saw the footage. So what happened? (laughs) They weren't recording it, were they? Apparently they were recording it like in like TV format because that woman's like, oh, I always get scared of that monster. It's like, you didn't see any of that. Unless Daphne (laughs) is like the best storyteller in the world. But she is a reporter on her show, Coast to Coast. And uh, I love how specific they get. They say it is a very successful syndicated TV show on Americana. It's like, you (laughs) have laid on thick. No one was questioning it. (laughs) And then my other hilarious thing, this is just a me thing, and people who were in film school or studied film, Fred is her producer and her one-man person for the camera in the show, and I can only just start to realize how Fred smokes two packs a day and drinks every night because how stressful that fucking job would be where he's <laughs> editing, filming, directing, producing, sound, all that stuff. And Davy's just like, this ghost is fake. And Fred's like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's a little too uh, clean cut for a, a job that demanding. Yes. But we find out that the gang broke up. They all have real jobs now, like you said. They're basically like, yeah, we should get the band back together. And then we cut to Shaggy and Scooby. And what are they doing now? Security. They're basically narcs. customs. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, of any duo that never explicitly said the things that they're into, weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's a pretty thinly veiled. It's similar to, like, the, the movie where it's, like, it's very thinly veiled that the food is not actually food. Or it's a side effect, too, yes. of another activity. Yes. yes. Yep, Shaggy and Scooby are searching around the airport, and they find what I found so gross. They found a whole wheel of Gorgonzola in someone's luggage. Just yeah. unwrapped. And so this part, and so I, being a recent dog owner, having a puppy, I'm wondering, like, is Shaggy ever concerned about the foods that his dog eats like there are so many foods that dogs aren't supposed to have shaggy Shaggy is the worst dog owner yeah in history eats all of them like garlic onions grapes he's eating it but like yeah like he's the worst dog owner and he gives him all this random food doesn't take care of him and then like later we find out that scooby doesn't even know he's a dog which is like <laughs> existential crisis. But we find this gross-ass Gorgonzola being shipped in someone's clothes. Nice and hot. Yeah. From like, a long trip from Paris or right, wherever. Just melted on all of your clothes. And it's like, yeah, no shit Scooby smelled it. I would smell it if I was in the fucking plane. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but then cut to Velma, and I love what she's doing. She is at a bookstore. She owns uh, the name Mystery Inc. with a K, which I thought mm-hmm. was really fun. Um, oh, that's cute. I didn't realize that. Yeah. They they kind of make fun of like Stephen King and like Goosebumps books where it's like, oh, yeah, Killer Clown Circus. We got that one. Got and, it. She sounds so sad when she says it. I know. Yeah, we got it. I just, I as a kid who was nerdy in the 90s, 2000s, and even now, like, I'm never <laughs> going for Daphne. Velma's my queen, okay? And so seeing yeah. Velma sad all the time, I'm like, no. She deserves everything in the world and more she solves all the mysteries she deserves better than being like sad bookstore owner and the guy wants to put on a layaway for two weeks <laughs> we can hold it yeah and then she sees the gang on tv fred calls her and like we're getting the band back together like we're in the blues brothers she's like okay <laughs> we go to shaggy and scooby and they've eaten all the food including like the meat that was just hanging from the ceiling yeah they got that hamon yeah, Officer Commissioner Gordon's like, uh, you ate all the food? Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> That's what he looks like. And then, I, uh, something I would say, and you can attest to this, um, Shaggy goes, hey, there's a couple of Gorgonzolas over there, and uh, the guy goes, you're a couple of Gorgonzolas. <laughs> Which, yeah, that was, that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then it's like, you're fired, and Shaggy's like, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> yeah, we've done no work for the past, like, two months, and I've eaten 600 pounds of confiscated food. And can we talk about how fast their metabolism is? I love how fat their bellies get. Seriously, they have a problem. Yeah, it's it's concerning. Like, they process food at a rate where Shaggy should be skin and bones, which he is. He's so thin because Scooby eats all of his food. Yeah, that sandwich that he eats all the middle out of Yeah, when they kind of get going, which that sandwich looks so good, by the it way. It does. I always it, thought as a kid it looked amazing. Anytime Scooby-Doo or any sort of cartoon animates a sandwich, it, it looks 100 times better than any real sandwich. Yeah. You could probably do a podcast episode about food that you would eat from certain movies. You know what? It might be a draft episode. Draft famous foods and make the best thanksgiving dinner or some random shit like that Ooh, that's a good idea you know i know what? there's cookbooks and do you ever watch um binging with babish yes i love him. yeah that's what it makes me think of yeah you know what? Good I'm, gonna idea. Call, I'm gonna call him up and get him on here yeah uh, he might do it yeah he's only like has like 20 billion followers and just started like a hotel business but it's cool you know like get a couple sponsors it'll be a paycheck whatever yeah you know what don't get paid for this so he can just come on and help (laughs) so (laughs) i uh, like it so we cut to fred uh and he's with daphne in the van and he's like happy birthday and she's like i either wanted sex or a wedding ring fred like read the room (laughs) and he's like here's your friends she's like oh okay i forgot it was my birthday anyway uh, cool, we're going to go on this adventure. Um, and then, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a hilarious part. Daphne goes to hug Fred, and the, D- Velma's in the background, like, still in the shot, and they just forgot to animate her, so she's just, like, staring blankly into, like, nothingness for, like, a solid, like, five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and then, when he stops hugging her, like, Velma, like, snaps back in and then just walks away. And I Classic. laughed so hard, because it was just, like, she was like, and I'm done. 
Do you think it was intentional, or do you think she's just very sad she doesn't have somebody in her life? Well, she's about to get someone, because I'm going to say right now, she, I think, hypothetically ends up with sexy-ass Bo. Yeah. And I'm like, god damn, like, yeah, Velma, you won, because Fred, I mean, although he has, like, ungodly strength, uh, and is a one-man band, he's hitting on other women in front of Daphne. So, yeah. like, yeah, you and can Fred's kind of a goober. He's a bit of a goober, um... So Velma, yeah, she, but I don't, I think it was, I don't think it was intentional because it does look like there's like, it kind of felt like old Hanna-Barbera was like, well, you're not doing anything. You're just going to sit in the middle of the frame. Just um, stand there. Okay. Yeah. That's really funny. I didn't yeah. notice it, but I'll yeah. look for it next so, time. There are some funny animation beats that I wrote down here that I thought were funny. I'm not sure if they were intentional or not, but that is one of them where I was like, I laughed way too hard at this idea of Velma just like <laughs> being gone. Um, and then Velma brought some Scooby snacks for Shaggy. Um, which, like, as a kid, I'm not sure about you, if we're talking about foods that we wanted to eat, Scooby Snacks were always, like, weirdly on my list. Well, yeah, they sell them so good, and it, it like, it made me want to try dog food as a right. kid. Right! I never did, but I was, I, like, there were times I'd pick it up and I'd consider it, and, like, no. It never looked as appetizing. No, it didn't. They just always made me consider I'm sure there are kids out there that ate dog food, and their parents were like, oh, God. Because yeah. this freaking show. Um, and then Velma's like, I've been saving them for years. And they're just stale. And Shaggy's face is my face where it's like, I'm you just ate dog food anyways. But now they're stale. It's just, yeah, he's like, ugh. But then they say they're going to New Orleans uh, for the best food and the best ghost. And then we get another jam of the movie. One, I love the sun. I love the colors this movie uses. Because like Hanna-Barbera kind of sticks to like a typical color palette. And this mm-hmm. really, like, plays into, like, reds and yellows and purples of the sky and of the New Orleans settings and the bayou. It's it, more painted and, yeah. yeah. I think it that also adds, like, some actual nice visual elements where you're not just, like, kind of, like, just staring at the screen. You're like, oh, wow, that actually looks like an actual sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get Sky Cycle's first song where we're watching all these ghosts get unmasked where the ghost is here and they're always a fake yeah that one's good and also all the people that they unmask are old like 70 yes. percent of them are like these old over 60 people <laughs> uh storm had to jump in and agree let me go shut yeah. the door real quick give me a second rats yeah rats where <laughs> um but anywho yeah they're all old and let's just run through real quick i thought this was hilarious i wrote all these down let's run through who they unmask and what happens because we first have a projector ghost that's just shot through a mirror at a, I don't even know what you'd call her, like a fortune teller's mm-hmm. like, yeah. house. Then, large old man bat person who just held, he hid his jewelry in his bat wings. Yes, who's also like 7'5 and then unmasked in and about 5'10". Like yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> the classic zombie sea captain at a boat casino who is an old woman trope. Yeah, uh, that one. And then my favorite, which this guy was just lazy... He's just a large lobster. <laughs> like, Maybe he was a crowdad. He was a crowdad, but he literally just like bought a lobster costume and was like, yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> and like, I like that they were mad that he was not real. They're like, damn it. Like, is that just a giant crowdad? Uh, yeah. yeah, no Ooh. toxic waste dump. No, uh, but I can tell you right now, they cut to New Orleans and we're there and... Yeah, um, I was just down there, and although the French kind of aesthetic is there, it don't look like this. 
Um, well, you couldn't smell it through the TV. You could not smell the piss or weed through the TV. <laughs> but with Shaggy there, you could assume it was one of them. Um, and let me just say real quick, uh, you know, all of our hearts and best wishes go out to New Orleans. We left before the hurricane had hit. And mm-hmm. it looks, um, you know, terrible down there. And nothing but best wishes. So we're try- I'll try not to, you know, bash all of New Orleans too bad. Uh, we made the mistake of going to Bourbon Street when Bourbon Street is not yeah. our cup of tea. Um, and we found some great places to go. But yeah, this is like – and you mentioned this where you're like there's a timelessness and you don't really know when this takes place. I don't know when – like nothing in the setting right. kind of leans to it. The only thing that leans into when this takes place is – and it happens around here. Velma pulls up the computer on the mystery machine. Right. And Fred is just – binging some beignets like daphne's like i want a real haunted house and fred is just like munching on beignets and let me just say which have you they had looked be- good they look good and so did the ones in princess and the frog have you had a beignet before i have had a clarkston michigan beignet they which just i like, can't they taste like elephant ears um, it's like yeah it's like a donut i thought it was like gonna be like more powder. doughy but it's like crunchy yeah okay do they not have i guess i'm thinking of poonchkis with like jam and stuff in the middle well that's what i thought they'd be like i thought they'd be like donut bite something or like like what i thought scooby snacks taste like but no they're just like i had one at we went to cafe beignet and cafe du monde and uh they were just like big ones right like the one everyone goes to yeah yeah and i was like so excited i was like just crunchy dough and i was like (laughs) you know what Hey, I can see why you like them, people, because, like, it's literally just fried dough and powdered sugar. But, like, for me, I'm like, I kind of want, like, a savory pastry. Ooh, I mean, I'm here for it. Give me some caramel dip on that bad boy. I know. <clears throat> Lena walks up, and she's, like, animated differently than the gang. Like, they make her, like, look like almost like Dolly Parton with black she's hair. She's got, like, sharper features to her. Yeah. Like, she has, like, more of a chin. Y'all can come to, uh, I got a house I cook at on an island called Moonscar Island, and it's haunted, and you should come. The bayou's not far from here. And now that you mention it, she does kind of sound like Dolly, like that little, mm-hmm. like, hiccup laugh, like that. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> yeah. why, one, love Dolly Parton. She's the best. Yes. But, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, y'all come to my, uh, home, and we'll show you around. And then Fred's like, yeah, you're full of shit. <laughs> So this is where we see Velma kind of type it on the computer where she's like, hey, there's disappearances here. Maybe it is haunted. Um, and then we get the proverbial sandwich we were talking about earlier that is like a po'boy on steroids. It looks so good. It's like where they make like they shuffle cards together, but it's lunch meat. <laughs> and toppings. Yeah. And then they dump hot sauce all over this and then they say mo hotter mo better (laughs) and all i can picture is like they always have the same reaction like in dumb and dumber Mm -hmm. when they do the (laughs) the hot sauce scene but they keep eating them throughout the whole movie it's because i told you they have a problem they do they have no impulse control they literally cannot stop eating if they could eat fred daphne and velma they would that's true. They should just eat all the monsters, and then they can—they'll never be scared. You know what? That's a good point. Like, if problem I'm, solved. So then they follow Lena, and they go through this bayou. Um, 
And then this is my favorite part. And I wrote this down. What I thought was hilarious. Lena just has like a bag of groceries in the back of her car. And she's like driving on the back roads. Like those would be all over the fucking place. I always thought that was weird. I'm like, what if she has eggs? They're toast. They would fly. Eggs and literally, toast. Literally. They'd make, cause she had like a loaf of bread, like as every like typical like grocery shop trip at a cartoon yeah. or a movie. And like they're just sitting in the back of her car, like a truck. Just bouncing around. Right. And you see like there's a part <laughs> where like Fred and she, I think it's when they get to the bayou and like on the island, but like they're like shaking and the car's like bouncing. It's like, yeah, that bag is all over that dirt road. Yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> and she bought, and this is what sucks. She invited all these people. She has a housekeeper. The ferry boat ride person and Miss Lenoir, and she bought one small ass bag of paper groceries. <laughs> well, there may be a reason behind that. Yeah, maybe. Which we can get into later. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, Shaggy says, This is a great moment. He's like, I'm starved. Even these stale Scooby snacks are beginning to taste good. And then Fred turns and gives the most <laughs> concerned look. Mm-hmm. He's like, do you need help? <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, oh, God. Yes. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then we get the best character, Jacques, played by Jim Cummings. And he has a great horrible louisiana accent he sure does he basically says like you go in the body you're gonna die and they're like cool (laughs) okay that's why we're here they drive on the ferry and lena's like shit you didn't say you had a dog which is like which he's the size of a human being right it's like how do you not see him and then she's like miss lenoir has cats so as long as he's nice you know, we'll be good. And Shaggy's like, oh, no, yeah, like, he's totally cool. And I'm like, you're full of shit. Your dog <laughs> can't hold up anything. Big Mona the fish. Oh, yeah. And catfish. a kind of useless character in Snakebite Scruggs. Yeah, I, so my whole theory why he's even there is because they want you to think he's the reason people are disappearing yeah i do think that's a kind of a cool concept a little bit like they make you think like oh is it jock is it the uh is it snake bite or is it bow like so they give you kind of like a clue type thriller yeah um, but he's not really i don't know he, they don't really give him a good enough reason to be like oh yeah he's the problem well, except he, for his terrifying pig well he also does say consistently what does he hate tourists yes yeah. that's so, like, right maybe yeah he he's just maybe he's just killing them that's fair point yeah snake bite scruggs um i feel like it's also just a way for them to get mark hamill in this uh, yeah how random we get a great moment. Uh, Scoob and Shaggy both fall in the bayou. Gross. Gators <laughs> slip in the bayou, like trying to eat them. And then Fred's like, turn around. And then Jacques says, probably my favorite line of the movie. And he goes, I'm a try son, but she don't turn on no dime. <laughs> <laughs> and has this panicked look. And again, it's in his like really below average for the time New Orleans accent. Um... <laughs> Uh, but snakes, snake bite saves them, and like I hate tourists. 
This is my pet boar mojo. Uh, he can smell a catfish from a mile away, um, which I feel like is a Kid Rock line now that I say it out loud. <laughs> I Kid can Rock smell a catfish would... from a mile away. Kid Rock could be Snakebite in like a live action reboot. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's actually probably a really good casting. Um, <laughs> but okay. Can we just say the strength of Snakebite? Because he takes Shaggy and Scooby on the hook and then just like chucks them back to the other boat. Yeah, just throws them on. Like With the a hook. sack of. Yeah. Just. Whoop, nothing. Sack of hot pebbles. And then we get a shot from Shaggy's perspective, which I think is cool. They look up at Velma, and the animation looks really good here. Um, where she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm glad you're safe. We're almost there, blah, blah, blah. And then. Cut to the back roads, cut to the plantation house, and yes, it is a plantation house. And this movie, I don't know who made it, but they don't shy away from the fact that it's a plantation house and that there's Confederate soldiers, and it is, it's a lot. I mean, they could just be playing up to, I mean, that's the culture of the South, and maybe it's one of those things, I mean, they could have made a point like well this is why it's problematic but i mean i guess that's just how things are down there too right yeah People live in old houses and i don't know it's just okay it, the only thing that's weird is like and i don't spoil whatever like the confederates end up being the good guys right which i'm not gonna get into political stuff on here there's a whole bunch of underlying stuff in that but like we know who the we, bad guys were in the civil right. war <laughs> yeah and like you know a lot of people were racist back then that's kind of given but like I, yeah it's a lot so <laughs> so anywho they go to this plantation and scooby's like rats and then tramples all over this yard mm-hmm. and it's like shaggy get a leash inconsiderate yeah the meet the gardener beau and he's like pissed as i would be it's like get the fuck off my lawn like you've ruined all my plans and he's then also hunky beau a hunky beau oh god fred uh run for his money he works out his glamour muscles and his regular muscles <laughs> daphne sees this and is like yes please and velma's like i don't like him he's suspicious which like you know what velma good job not to be distracted on the job keep your guard up right but then, Miss Lenoir's here, and it's Adrian Barbeau, a.k.a. Horror Movie Queen, best known for probably The Fog, um, where she fights other ghost pirates, which is, like, typecast, I guess. Oh, um, yeah. And then she's like, who brought this dog? And this is where Scooby says, dog? Where? It's like, does he not know? <laughs> he doesn't. He has no idea. He thinks he is a live person. Maybe he is. I don't know. He can talk. He can talk. And I will say the cats do make noises and blow raspberries at Scooby. That's true. And I didn't look they this up. Him. I love Miss Lenoir's just complete fuck you attitude. Like she's like, I don't give a shit about you people. Lena's like, I brought them over here. And she's like, really, Lena? My home. <laughs> and then Daphne's like, I work on TV. And she's like, we don't have a TV. Like, she <laughs> What's just, that? yeah, she's like, I don't give a shit. She's like, it's a pepper plantation. We've had this house for years. This was a thing I thought was weird. Shaggy's like, we hit the proverbial pepper jackpot, but he says it with his tongue out. <laughs> the proverbial yeah. 
Peppa Dakpat. The Peppa Like, his tongue is hanging out of his mouth as he says these words. I'm like, I get it's a cartoon, but I was like, I just was like, no one can do that. Physically impossible. Zero stars. Movie sucks. <laughs> tongue out? Why? Tongue out? Well, like, why is tongue out? Put it away. <laughs> um, but I do think Miss Lin- Linois looks like Jane Lynch. That You know what? If we were cast this movie live action, that's Jane Lynch. Mm-hmm. Yep, we have Kid Rock and Jane Lynch cast. Love it. Done. Well, this is a really great movie. <laughs> so far, I'm kind of sold. And you know what? Matthew Lillard <laughs> would still play Shaggy because, uh, you know what? We'll get the whole live action cast from the original movie. I'm down for that. Love it. Lee, uh, Miss Lynn was like, calm your dog down. And then Shaggy's like, hey, food helps. And she's like, sure. They eat all the gumbo, Shaggy and Scooby. And Shaggy does a weird thing where he, like, drinks the water like he's, like, a baby with a bottle. And it's, like, his belly's, like, exploded. It, it's so weird. Yes. Yeah. No one learned from, like, the past, like, 500 times. They just leave Shaggy and Scooby by themselves in the kitchen. And they just, like, broke a bunch of shit and made a bunch of messes. And they're like, yeah, just, like, stay here still. Is this when they put him out in the van? No, that that's later? a little bit later during okay. dinner. Because this is where we first see the spirit carve get out on the wall. Oh, that's right. And <laughs> then they get spooked. Daphne comes in and is like, hey, I want a shot of this. And the wind carves beware. And then she's like, hey, Fred, cut. And he's like, okay. And then she's like, hey, Fred, film this. So she's like one of those shitty TV people. Yeah, she's a diva. Yes, for sure. Velma gets levitated, which, like, I feel like a many young boy fantasy started right here because that skirt is shortly animated. Oh, and see, I, so boys think that, and I think, oh, how uncomfortable. That's exactly how I would be, is, like, constantly tugging at it. And no, she's I got, agree. like, her knees together. Oh, I feel That's so bad. For what her. I would do if I was wearing a skirt and I was levitated, like, 10 feet in the air, but, like, like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> get her down. And everyone's, like, looking at her, and she's like, uh, yeah, like, stop looking up my skirt. Like, let me down. Because what did she say? She's like, maybe from where you're standing. Yeah, like, and... oh, this is cool. <laughs> this is my favorite thing, is that they replay the video on this tape-recorded camera. We see on the camera screen the whole thing we just watched with, like, two different angles where it zooms in on Daphne's face and it cuts back to the thing writing Beware. It's a one. It's one camera. He's not doing that. <laughs> we watch what we just saw on the camera on the the ca- on the camera itself. That's not what he was recording. No suspension of disbelief, I suppose. And it gets worse for me because then Daphne's like, "Hey, can you like enhance this?" And Fred's like, "Sure, let me just sharpen, deepen this, and zoom in." And then boom, ghost. A ghost. <laughs> like, and then Fred's like, "That's clearly a guy in a costume." It's like. It's clearly not. There was no one else then in that room. was he there? Right. Which, to be fair for me, if you're telling me there's a secret man running around in a ghost costume carving behind me, I'm more scared than you being like, actually, I was a ghost. <laughs> Who's this short carving man? How did he get man? here so fast? Like, we were all on the same ferry. <laughs> there's only six people here. And I love that he is using the tip of his long-ass sword. Not like a knife or his finger. Like, he's, like, carving, like, four feet away with this sword. And it looks really good. So, like, good job, Morgan. How? Okay. (laughs) Now we're getting into, you know, physics and stuff. But, like, how would a ghost be able to carve with something? Right. 
Anyway, I digress. Yeah, I do too. Um, Daphne is thrilled because they find out it's Morgan Moonscar, a pirate who used to run these parts. And Lenoir's like, y'all aren't leaving this place? You're not spooked away? And she's like, great. Yeah, that that's cool. One thing where I have to give Velma a negative here. She just like starts like fucking carving away at their wallpaper. She does get pretty into it. Yeah. and like, they ma- What are you doing in my kitchen? She's like, uh, with a spatula in hand, like, I found this. And it's like, it just says like Maelstrom. But just I will under say the wallpaper. she did a really great job staying in the lines. Yeah. Like she was like of that. really good at like knowing like this is exactly where to go. And it's a perfect square. And then like. Lee, uh, Miss Lenoir's like, yeah, they used ship parts to build this house. It's like, they just put the fucking name of the boat in the kitchen, like, wallpapered it up? Like, I, that's modern renovation for you. Just ruining classic stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe someone was a visionary. Joanna Gaines was like, no, this would decorate. Yeah, I would Remember the history. House. But then Fred says, maybe there's buried treasure. Shaggy's crying because he's a masochist eating more fucking hot peppers. It's like, dude, just stop. Like, at any time. Um, And then we get a cartoon chase where, like, the cats are back. And, like, Shaggy's, like, instead of stopping his dog, starts putting, like, grass back. And they'll like, no, just get your fucking dog. Bo scared him so bad. Okay, you know what else would scare me? If he kept doing this across the entire plantation. (laughs) Like, just stop. Mojo and Snakebite are back. Snakebite's like, Mojo, get him. And Mojo, like, chases them. And then they fall into a, a giant pit just in the middle of this, like, lawn. Mm-hmm. Which, like, we get the first zombie. Ah. I love how this is animated, though. Like, where, like, the bones come back and then, like, the skin forms on top. And then there's the clothing. Oh. It is terrifying yeah i love being like in first or second grade seeing that i never remember being like up all night scared of that movie but i was fascinated okay so the zombie comes back glowing red eyes and shaggy just kind of casually leaves scoob for like a second yeah he does he abandons him yeah he's like fuck you're on your which you know what fair for a moment it's like dude this is on you okay i wouldn't be running around this grave site if you weren't fucking with the cats. I was eating yeah. Mojada Mobeta back there. Yeah. And they sprint from the zombie, which I think is funny because this zombie is hella slow. And they run mm-hmm. right into Bo and he's like, what the fuck are you doing again? And then this part made me laugh. The gang, like Velma, Daphne, Fred, Lena, and Miss Lenoir just come out of the bushes. Yeah, out of nowhere. Which makes me question the circumference of this island. Right, like, where How are we? How small is it? I think it's very tiny. They make it seem like it's, like, miles and miles. Um, mm-hmm. But then Scooby impersonates a zombie, which looks pretty good. Um, and then they question Bo, and he gives my favorite <laughs> response. Where he's like, they're like, what were you doing here? He's like, my job. <laughs> like, fair. And Daphne's like, he's suspicious and cute. Which, mm-hmm. Daphne, focus on the fucking mission at hand. Sexual tension. Sexual, this movie's so horny. It is pretty horny. Because like we now were, that you say that, yeah, yeah, and like we've skipped over like seven things where Fred's been like talking cute to. Um, <sighs> we Lena. didn't even talk about the room assignments. Yeah. They go right to the rooms because they're like, "Hey, it's too late. Maybe you should stay." Mm-hmm. And we we have a shot, and I don't know if you noticed this. It literally just goes straight into Lena's crotch. 
Oh, I didn't notice that. Because so, when I think of this, I think of when, Fred, this is your room. And she's got, like, the sexy bedroom eyes, but then the yeah. sun setting in the, um, in the window behind her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a scene where they're walking down the hallway, and the camera, like, stays, like, oh, not the camera. It's a fucking drawing. Um, like, <laughs> the perspective stays at, like, waist level, and she walks groin first into the just camera. Right and into it just it. fades to black and goes to the next scene. It's like, what the fuck? Like, they had to draw this. They're like, closer, 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 <laughs> cut. Keep going. Yeah. We, yeah, they all go to their rooms, and she's basically like, Daphne, she um, gives her a room, and she's like, bye. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, there, I love this gag, where it's like, it's starting to riff on what the gang always wears. Like, Fred's like, I'm not wearing an ascot. And then it shows Shaggy unpack his bag. It's the same clothes. And then he trims his beard. That made it, me laugh out loud. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, it's a cute little moment. Ghost Pirate shows up and is like, go away. Velma looks and sees that behind the mirror there's something on it she her glasses get dirty she's like i can't find my lens cleaner and scooby's like here use my dirty ass tail (laughs) i've only been chasing rats all day there's a moment and this was so funny um fred's like hey these biscuits are delicious and then again like earlier they forgot to animate daphne she just like stares daggers at fred (laughs) like for five (laughs) seconds and they just move on to the next scene lena's super nice she's like hey i'm gonna make you a crawfish boil and then what do Shaggy and Scooby do? They just eh, Scooby do. Um, <laughs> they just chuck all these fucking crawfish carcasses all over the van. All over the van. That place is full of dead crustaceans. There's gonna be mold everywhere, and there's computer equipment back there now. And then this part grosses me out. He Scooby grabs a handful of crawfish. And just like chews oh, on their carcasses, yeah. doesn't Puts suck the them whole out. Whole thing in his mouth, and then just machine guns them back out at Shaggy. <laughs> Literally, just like, pew, 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 just like <laughs> they have no respect for Fred's property. No, cats are back. Scooby's pissed. Shaggy's all super nice. He's like, "I'm gonna move the car," and then they like speed and like chuck cats off the car. Uh, yeah. I wrote down the great cat slaughter of New Orleans has begun. Yeah. Because, like, they're whipping cats off this What's route. the number of cat casualties? Cat-chalties. Yeah. cat Yeah, the cat Yeah, the great cat-chalties uh, just littered, huh, pun intended, <laughs> all over this lawn. And we cut back to the kitchen, and they're like, hey, why would they want to get us to leave the island? And it's like, maybe there's oil. Maybe there's treasure. And Daphne's like, why can't they just be real? Which is, like, a weird transition, because <laughs> then they cut right back to the guys eating more hot peppers like if nobody has ever seen this movie we are not exaggerating Mm-mm. at the number of hot sauce and hot peppers in this film there's at least like 15 scenes where at i mean it least. literally comes into play in the finale yes yeah yes it, it does it literally is like a pivotal moment did like tabasco like sponsor this <laughs> if they did they did a really bad job getting their money's worth <laughs> right because tabasco yeah. is not mojada or mobeta it is just there it's tabasco it's tabasco you want some tabasco <laughs> it is the cheap i don't know why that did an old prospector voice <laughs> you come get because tabasco. it makes the most sense it does ah peaches oh uh, that's a that's a good reference that's a snl <laughs> Oh. oh yeah 
Oh, peaches. Okay. No one ever understands that reference when I make it, where it's the old prospector. I love it. I love that sketch. Old man it's Jenkins. So stupid. Oh, Gus Jiggins. Gus Jiggins. <laughs> Who has that last name? Jiggins. <laughs> C H I G G I N S. I N S. Okay, for those of you who are so confused, I'm leaving this in. There's like it's a it's an it's a cut sketch. It didn't even air. I don't think. It's the dumbest fucking thing. It's like a military group, and they're going into, like, war, and they're like, old prospector? And he's like, why do we have an old prospector? He's like, well, it's a new thing. Every group is going to have an old prospector. <laughs> and it's like Jimmy Fallon and uh, Chris Kattan, and they're, like, trying not to laugh, and Will Ferrell Tracy plays this Morgan. prospector. Yeah. And he's like, gush chickens. <laughs> and he just doing this old prospector voice, and he says, oh, peaches. It's pretty good yeah and then like the payoff is like he's an actor <laughs> that's like <laughs> yeah right that's the, the punchline we owed him a favor or something like that yeah, yeah it's the dumbest sketch but i'm so glad you brought that up um I... so gus chiggins is not here though <laughs> no he might fit into this movie somehow but honestly not i do remember being a couple episodes where um there is an old prospector like the minor 49ers one of them yeah. So maybe that's him. But somehow, some way. They eat mm-hmm. these hot peppers, not peaches. They have a cool animation where like the you see like them like turn bright red and the heat like goes up their bodies and then like steam blows out. And then they do the single grossest thing I could ever imagine in my yes. life. Yes. Worst idea. They go and chug swamp bayou water. That is full of E. coli and God knows what. Congratulations, you now will die of dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) You have died, yeah. All the ghosts they see see are just hallucinations of their horrible (laughs) death they're having. I could see that. Yeah, could be. That's a Um, good conspiracy. But I do like this moment where, like, you see, like, the swirl come down under the water. It's still animated with them underwater. The ghost, like, comes out. They scream. They try to get, like run to the van. They run through all the zombies. The van won't start. They drive one into a tree. They get the van stuck. They like close up on their face where they're like actually like scared. Yeah. Oh, it's scary. And I wonder now that you mention it, when that zombie comes out of the water, I wonder if that inspired The Walking Dead. I don't Maybe. know if you watched that show, but yes. that was like the first scene i remember watching is that zombie that's like anchored underwater yeah i wonder if it did actually i mean i can definitely see how a lot of things took inspiration from this like it was um, before the zombie craze it was i think the zombie craze kind of came back in like the mid-2000s when they had like 28 days later and 28 weeks later it kind of started and then zombie land zombie like land 2006 ish eight yeah yep, and then walking dead hit off. in like 2009 and like really just like shot it into space Mm-hmm. so yeah this is way ahead of its time good job good job Thanks. zombie movie oh and, i thought you were saying good job you too good job you too i made a connection i know you're like thank you <laughs> i'm taking praise that's a yeah you're doing good <laughs> um but then we cut to i don't know why they do these random like back and forths 
But there's a moment where mm-hmm. Fred like tries to hit on Lena, and he's like, "Wow, your pie is supernatural." And then before you get finished, Adam's like, "You are so corny." Yes, she <laughs> shouts it. She's not into you. Eat the fucking pie. Mm-hmm. Shaggy and Scooby are back. Fred gets the camera to go record stuff. Lena's like, "Be careful, Fred," and he like nods and like looks her up and down. Yeah, he does. And then I love that their frame is done because they question Bo again. And then, like, the, what's cool is, like, they animate the panel to, like, literally, like, melt away into the next scene. Mm-hmm. And this is where Velma's smart. Daphne's like, I'll go with Bo. And Velma's like, no, I'll go with Bo. I'm going to keep an eye on him. Yeah. Shifty. And, shifty. And then, like, Bo literally, like, doesn't really help his cause by, like, tri- tripping Velma, grabbing a giant rock, and then, like, yeet it into quicksand and she's like he's like why do you think i'm a suspect she's like because you're suspicious and then <laughs> Which, like is there quicksand in the south i don't know because i'm like that's a trope as well but i was gonna say like i was irrationally afraid i think it's like a, a comedy bit like i was irrationally afraid of quicksand as a kid yeah this, you thought it was gonna be a way bigger problem yeah this in the jungle book live action movie from the mid 90s like scared me to death that I would find <laughs> quicksand randomly on the playground and just would die. Yeah. Yeah. Princess Bride is what did it for Ooh, me. Ooh, fucking 90. Stop torturing us with quicksand. No wonder we all have, like, mental health issues. And <laughs> Yeah. Thanks a lot, cartoons. Fred and Daphne, they find the van. They bicker a bit about, like, why do you find Bo so attractive? He's like, well, why do you find Lena so attractive? And, like, back and forth. Daphne, like, kung fu flips a zombie out of the trees. Yeah, just real nonchalant. Yeah. And then just, like, go straight for the mask. She's like, this feels real. And Fred's like, no, it's a cheesy mask. You're not pulling hard enough, which, like, I feel like that's been a contemptuous thing in the relationship. Um, <laughs> and I love how he, like, really tries to reason with it. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's like it's just like glue. It's not coming off. It's, th- like, it's stuck. It's whatever. He Like, he hands the camera to Shaggy. And Shaggy, like, starts shaking, and the camera's, like, the, the shot starts shaking, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then it passes to Daphne. And then Fred, Muscle Man Fred, rips its head off! Yep, just pops right off. Zombie puts it back on, and then... Cranks cute, it around, cranks 360. Cranks it around, which doesn't make sense. Like, the neck is only in one spot. <laughs> um, the wind swirls, the zombies come... Fred drops the camera in the quicksand, and what time is it, Bree? It is terror time. Cause it's terror time again. Oh man, that song! It just—it's. I watched it twice just for that song. Yeah, like I rewound that same clip. It's a banger. It's a total banger. Um, we get a great, like I said earlier, a Scooby Doo running gag with like all running away, but like. It's kind of framed as, like, scary. Like, they can't escape. They're pulling on snakes. They're seeing gators. And then it, like, randomly flashes snake bite, which is like, ooh, maybe that's why he's a suspect. But, like, I feel like they just threw it in. They're like, oh, by the way, don't forget he's in here. Yeah. Um, he's still relevant. Yeah. But then they play the whole song, which I'm, like, cool with. I do like there's a moment where, like, Fred uses a giant twig like he would in, like, the old times where he, like, uses it to, like, swing and hit a zombie. And all it does is, like, mm-hmm. decapitates a zombie. And the zombie just keeps walking towards them. <laughs> and then like conveniently scooby and shaggy just like fall into this giant open hole where like all the plot is yeah <laughs> yeah 
Very convenient. They're yeah. always at the right place at the right time. That's why they keep them around. Yeah, they're like, you guys just luck into the answer. Yeah. They find the voodoo dolls of the gang, and then Shaggy Scooby just, like, play with them. Bo can't, like, pull them down, and, like, the gang basically just beats the shit out of each other, like, smacking and punching and kicking each other. Because yes. Because the, the uh, voodoo dolls are making them do it. And I will just say, the voodoo logic in this, like, the voodoo dolls, it doesn't make much sense. Because no. there's, like... There's moments later we're going to get into where it's like they kind of forego the voodoo doll actually like working. Yeah. And it also references magic wax at one point. Magic and wax. I don't know if that was ever really addressed. Nope. They don't ever. They, they, it's, it's just a casual no, I don't drop. think so. But like does it only work when you're holding it or do you have to like be like I'm thinking this is Velma. I'm using this to like attack her. Because like there's a point where like. They all grab the dolls and nothing happens and like they throw it against the wall and then something happens. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever seen Death Note? Uh, no, but I know of it. So I wonder if you have to like clearly envision that person. But then why wouldn't they? This is what's happening. You know? Why would they, Shaggy Scooby, like purposely be like smacking each other with the. Well, that's true. And then I guess like. Because the the dolls get like kicked around later right. on, and then they and fall so, into the fire. Yeah, there's really no rhyme or reason. This movie sucks. Zero stars. <laughs> Zero stars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why pirates kill cat people? Why why do pirates kill the cat people? Spoiler alert: If you like got halfway and didn't realize that. This <laughs> yeah. <was. laughs> yeah. Whatever. You should figure it out already. Um, You'll find out in about five minutes. Yeah, you got like five minutes left. <laughs> uh, they drop the dolls. We go back to the house. The power is out, and this is hilarious to me. Fred falls through the floor and, like, through a trap stairs, which is, like, one, not safe at all for a house. Like, the whole stairs, like, fall down. And Lena's just, like, in there. And they're like, Lena, yeah. how are you in here? And she's like, I, we hid in here. The zombies came. Uh, we found this secret area. Um, but they dragged Miss Lenoir away. And Velma's like, dragged her away, huh? Daphne, Velma, Fred, and the gang, they all walk down. They find a fork in the road, and Velma leads them down the path that rocks. And they find the voodoo, vitru- uh, the voodoo ritual room. And Velma's like, uh, bullshit. Uh, there's no dragged footprints. You walked here. And then uh, Miss Lenoir's like, great, you got us. Here's our entire plan. Yeah, but this is who we are and why we're doing what we're doing. 200 years of keeping this secret, and one person's like, Hey, you didn't get dragged. And they're like, fuck, you got us. All right, we're done. <laughs> they're really confident that they're going to kill the gang. Which, to be fair, I would be too if they didn't, like, w- not want to waste a little more magic wax. Like, right. no offense. If I know that, like, hey, if I don't suck the life force out of some people, I'm going to literally die. I'm going to spend, like, 15 extra bucks on two more magic wax sticks. Yeah, you're you're making sure all all of your bases are covered. Like, and to be so, fair, I might not want to like suck the life force out of the dog or Shaggy, but like, if I'm Miss Lenoir, I'm making one out of that dog and I'm just killing that fucking dog. Yeah, make sure he's tied up. Right, like you've seen all day. This dog's an asshole. <laughs> and then they find the voodoo dolls. Um, they use them against them. They throw them against the wall, and then Lean is like, "Sorry, Fred, I really liked you." And Fred's like. What would you do if you didn't like me? Which, like, fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get the entire backstory where the moon dial, once it hits a certain point, the ceremony can begin on a harvest moon. 
they transform into werewolves, like part werewolves, though. It's like werecats. Yeah. So, it, okay, yeah. Let's talk about how back in the 1500s, 1600s or whatever. Back in the 1700s. Yeah, when they settle on this island, they worship cats because these these people are very much like Anglo-Saxon white people, right, from Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so interested to see which group was like, we're going to worship cats. I want to be in that religion. I'll yeah, be they, right now. they come over, they've got the cat gods, because I was like, oh, that's like an Egyptian thing. Yeah, which I like... think, right? Yeah. yeah. So they're just like full blown. They've got like cat statues. They're but they're they look like pilgrims. They do, and they're just like praising their cat god. Yep, and then the pirates just kind of show up, slaughter all of them by literally driving all of them except for Lena and Lenoir into the bayou to be eaten by gators, which is horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so do you blame? them for wanting to turn into werecat people no but here's what i would say if you're gonna why not use it like as like being vengefully good like so they 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 Fair. turn into these cats because like they're like hey cat gods help us avenge our fallen friends and they do but then like their curse is cat people which is a great David Bowie song if you haven't listened to that anybody <laughs> listen to that song that should have been on the soundtrack it's a jam they then they realize they're stuck because they kill Morgan Moonscar, which is like fair. Fuck Morgan Moonscar, he's an asshole. And then instead of like being like, hey, we're gonna go around like make sure we like kill like terrible people and drain their life for us and their blood, they're like, nope, we're gonna just trap some people who build a plantation and murder them. We'll just lure some tourists. Literally, people wearing like tie Bahama shirts with cameras, <laughs> or come out of the lake. They're straight tourists. Yeah, they're just t- tourists. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's my question. I don't know if you know this. How often are harvest moons? Oh, like, oh I, don't I don't know. know. Well, because a full like, moon is once a month, right? So yeah. a harvest moon, maybe once a quarter? That's a lot of sucking. <laughs> and you're really leaving up... I feel like all these like movies are leaving up chances like, again, it's a movie, but it's like, we need to suck the life force at exactly this time, and if we're one second too late... We will literally die. It's like, can you give me like a day or like some leeway period? <laughs> I'm going to look up how often are harvest moons. I would really appreciate it. Oh, the harvest moon is the full moon nearest to the September equinox. So it's once a year. Okay. That's it's like September least... 22nd. Ooh, so we are like very on good brand thing for we're this. Not, good thing we're not there. Mm. Yeah, so we're like right on it. Yeah. So, one, I like that Lena and Miss Lenoir turn to, like, half-cat people, but then, like, Jacques is there, Scooby and Shaggy run into him, and he transforms into, like, a buff as fuck cat person. Full-blown cat man. And he, like, yes. grows, like, to, like, eight feet tall, his shirt rips open, he's got, like, abs. Mm-hmm. And he chases them away. All the zombies were trying to get everybody to go away. Uh, I love this part where they're like, why Jacques? And they're like, we need a ferry driver. It's like, that's yeah. it? <laughs> He wanted eternal life. I'm like, how did that conversation start? You're like, hey, Jacques, if you could live forever, but like, it's like, would you rather? You can live forever, but you're stuck as a cat person. He's like, I'm not even a fool would turn that thing down. And like, well, I got the proposition <laughs> for you. Kill you. Yeah. 
<laughs> I used to think that's exactly how it happened. That's the conversation. That's actually the prequel. I'd love a prequel to this movie. I'd be into it. I would because it's better than the sequel. I can tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a great quote by Jacques because he catches both Shaggy Scooby. He's like, what's the matter? Cat got your tongue? And then zombies pile on Jacques. Um, but yeah, so they tumble into the same cave with the same log. And I think it's the same animation. I don't know. They casually knock over Miss Linwa and Lena. It's like, again, maybe you should have made wax figures. But then Scooby one more time is like, dog, where? It's like, good Lord. No one has told him still. <laughs> they go Super Saiyan with their cat powers and run after the boys. Scooby kicks him in the fire, the voodoo dolls. And this is where I was saying, like, they start to melt. Yeah. Everyone's dying of heat. Okay. But then, once they're kicked away, why do their faces go back to normal? It's like, no, your faces would be melted forever. I would think in the Louisiana humidity and heat that the wax would never, never harden. It'd always just be sticky, gross wax. Yeah. We got this magic wax. It's only 105 degrees. That the cat did not give to them based on their conversation i don't no. think so they were just like what's the best way to make a voodoo doll and they're like i got this magic wax that was jacques uh, that was that's how jacques joined him they're like we can he's like but i got this a magic wax in a ferry this. boat yeah that that's the real reason why they keep him around i was gonna say you know what if you ever feel like you you could be expendable you make yourself have the one job no one else has to do and mm-hmm. it's like, well, we can't fire him, or we can't get rid of him, or we can't suck his life force because we need a ferry driver. So as and soon as they magic build... wax won't make itself. No, as soon as they build a bridge, Jacques is fucked. <laughs> what a terrible plan! It's like we're gonna take them to the plantation that I own under my name, and like hundreds of people are gonna disappear. Yeah, like, is this... Uh, how far off the grid is this place? Like, I don't know. It's a not gritty enough because you find out that Bo is a FBI agent. That's true, you do. Right, and, like, they found it. So it's like, people clearly know that they're missing. And they also, you heard, like, Velma looked up on the computer, like, hey, there's a bunch of missing people. Like, why wouldn't you, like, sneak into the city and, like, Lena can, like, use her sexy powers to, like, lure people. And I'm sure Jacques can find a, a woman. I don't know. <laughs> And yeah, like, and then just lure them in and like vampires. Just, but anyway, we've lingered on that. Daphne <laughs> says, "Hey, Shaggy, the zombies are the good guys um, because which are they? They're not really." Um, and then uh, Shaggy even says, "Like, are they?" <laughs> <laughs> um, Velma uh, gets free from her voodoo doll, um, and Sh- uh, Scooby here's where it comes in handy: squirts hot pepper juice. Right in Jacques' eyes. And, like, he's... Jacques's done. For, like... Oh, yeah. He's toast. Like, you get pepper in your eyes? That's not coming out. He's got to go to the hospital. There's no milk. All those cats and no milk. Mo hotta, mo better. (laughs) Uh, And then Velma, like, grabs, like, cloth from their ripped clothes and, like, makes the voodoo dolls into them instead of Linwa and Lena. And it's like, okay. And then there's a part where, like, they use the voodoo dolls just like they did, where, like, Velma's, like, smacking mm-hmm. her. And, like, Linwa, like, makes this, like, oops, it wasn't me, like, face. 
so Shaggy and Scooby had just got their life force sucked, and so they're both like rotting away, and Fred just like shakes the life force back into Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he was looking pretty, um, like, Little Mermaid-esque. Yep. Like, uh, those little poor unfortunate souls. Poor unfortunates. As Jim, I bet you Jim Cummings is in that movie, too. Oh, he has to be. I'm Somewhere. sure he is. But anywho, the they miss their timeline. They literally, the cat people blow up. Um, the amulet and them melt on the ground. The zombies melt. It's metal as fuck. Mm-hmm. You watch their skin and bones crumble. So many bones. And they, the mystery gang and Bo are going to so much therapy after this. Oh, yeah. Um, but then Velma's like, hey, all the zombie souls are healed or something. And then a Confederate soldier pops back in, salutes, and says, thank y'all. Thank y'all. And then just fades back to his existence. Mm-hmm. And he can rest in peace. Yep, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and that's basically when we find out that Bo was a detective. Like, who's gonna believe us? Well, yeah. they better believe me. And Daphne, what an asshole. Because she's like, no one's gonna watch my show. It's like, Daphne, not now. Nobody There's... cares. We all almost died. Right. Your show was very successful and syndicated on Americana. Like, calm down. <laughs> And then he's like, yeah, I'm a detective. I was investigating the disappearance. He's like, hey, why not tell Velma and the gang that so they're on your side the whole time? Right. <laughs> Daphne gets her uh, story because, like, hey, I'm going to interview Bo. And then we fade into a Bob Ross painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daphne's, like, finally back with Fred. And then Velma, which is so sweet, Bo's something really poetic. And Velma's like, oh, my God, like, you're so hot. And he's like, I want to be a detective writer. And she's like, I have a bookshop. And he's like really and it's like you know what good for you velma and now you can focus on in love. focus on getting that d now that the job yep. is done meanwhile scoobs is picking all the pickled peppers yep and he fucks with mona one more time and snake bite scrubs scrubs snake bite scrugs <laughs> scrubs <laughs> he eats a sandwich next to the creepy cats, and they have, like, their glowing eyes, and then we fade to black, but not before we get a little more terror time. One more fucking time. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's terror Beautiful. time. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that was Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Ah, oh, classic. Classic movie. I love it. What a great spooky season start, both literally... Like, for the podcast, and just in general. Like, I, I felt like mm-hmm. it was kind of fun watching it, because, like, it's kind of fall season starting. Uh, I hope you had fun. This was great. Thank you so much yeah. for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good time. Yeah, we, uh, we'll think of more stuff to get you back on. Um, I'm telling you, whenever you're ready for a goofy movie. Yeah, but I think next week is going to be the horror movie character bracket. We try to figure Ooh. out who is the uh slashiest of them all it's going to be steve and liz back on the pod uh your hubby max should be on at some point for ghostbusters i believe oh boy i know i've already opened up a can of worms there but yeah for everybody listening thank you so much get ready for spooky season it's literally going to be two straight months of horror themed or you know halloween themed episodes um we are going to have a i'm not going to say what movie it is yet we are going to have a direct to audio one year spectacular this podcast will be one year old uh, technically on September 18th. 
So we're actually going to do something that's similar to what we did for the uh, first episode that we did last year, but it is spooky themed. You probably might already know if you can kind of connect the dots there. Yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff planned. That is fun. I like it. Yeah, so I've kept you on for too long. Bree, thank you so much. You're great. Love you. Can't wait to see you soon because I think actually our jobs will connect us soon. Listener, share us with your friends. Share it with your enemies. Share it with everybody. Follow us on Instagram at direct to audio Follow us on Twitter at PodDirect. And as always, y'all know the drill. Be kind. Please rewind. Intro song from YouTube Audio Library by DJ Williams. Audio recordings by Clean Feed. Logo created by David Lucas. Purring by Storm.